Here's an old school reference, a really old school reference. Fish be on the bass, who is to podcast bass playing what Michael Jackson was to Pepsi. The choice of a new generation. Told you it was old school. Bonjour, amigos. Uh, welcome back. Glad you're here. I'm only Bob. What could possibly go wrong? 47 days to the midterms. Politics, politics, politics. In, uh, in just a moment. But first, it really is astounding the different lives that Fish B and I lead. One of us works very, very hard and is absolutely committed to podcast or body bag. Pretty simple mission. Again, what could possibly go wrong, as I like to say. But one of us was feeling great uh, this morning. Up at 6 a.m., consuming as much news as possible. Healthy breakfast. On the YouTube yoga mat with Adrian at 7 a.m. Come 8 a.m. over to the gym for an hour, hour, excuse me, an hour of cardio. Shower. Consume some more news. Then turn on some very holy healing music, meditate for a half hour, razor sharp, loose as a goose, razor sharp, loose as a goose, and then did everything in their power to be, in this precise moment, to be absolutely as focused as possible. So one of us did that. The other one uh, got up at 11 a.m. in tremendous pain. Uh, so just started smoking weed and eating carrot cake and said, ah, fuck it. Let's make a podcast. Very, very different lives. These musicians and their marijuana. Am I wrong or am I right? These goddamn musicians and their goddamn marijuana. Am I wrong or am I right? And now he's going to the fridge for more carrot cake. Your contribution, fish bees overwhelming. How did I get so lucky to be blessed? I I really shouldn't say that because I suppose I am blessed because your musical accoutrement on the bass guitar is, is second to none. As soon as I heard that some of the world's best bass players like Les Claypool of Primus, uh, Flea of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, actually joined a Fishbee cover band. And if you're in the Hollywood area this weekend, I'm told they're playing at the sunset on Saturday. Get there early. There's going to be a line. I heard there's 47 days until the midterms. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. By now, we've all seen Grandpa Joe on 60 Minutes, and he went on 60 Minutes, and he he made a lot of news because uh, doing interviews well isn't really Grandpa Joe's thing. But in fairness, in his, like, 85-year political career, or however long it's been, I think, wasn't he sworn in in, like, 1976 to the Senate or something? Anyways, uh, he's never been good at interviews. It's not like it's not like this is a, a new thing we can uh, we can blame on the age. But you've seen Scott Pelley, or at least heard about it, uh, asking Grandpa Joe about 2024. And previously in his media responses to similar lines of inquiry, Grandpa Joe shot those rumors down. Of course he was going to run in 2024. He's the 
greatest president that we could ever ask for in a uh, 46th president. Uh, this time around, Grandpa Joe answered the question kind of kind of coyly, wouldn't you say? Is that a word, coyly? I'm not sure. Can someone, does, does anyone have access to the internet? Quickly, quickly, dictionary.com. Is, uh, is coyly a word? Um, he, and, and he kind of, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, maybe this is the kind of weird kind of medications he's on to be able to do an interview with Scott Pelley, but he seemed to have kind of a twinkle. Kind of a kind of a glimmer, kind of a kind of a shooting comet in his uh, in his eyes when he said, "Oh, it's uh, it's much too early, uh, much too early." Maybe just maybe uh, the only person to make this political prediction, and 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 I don't want to uh, I don't want to ride my horse of victory uh, all the way through. Uh, some of the uh, some of the finest courses in Kentucky. I'm not ready for a victory lap yet, but I think as the days go by, and no one could talk about it like that's the deal. Like no one could mention it ahead of time. But will he or won't he? Like like if he's not going to run in 2024, the best political day to do it is to announce it the day after the midterms. Let Kamala take over in January when the new Congress signs in. Or get sworn in, I suppose. I think they sign something, too. I would assume they sign something. Isn't that part of the process? I don't watch that much C-SPAN. In fairness, uh, YouTube TV, which I have, it, it doesn't even have the C-SPAN. And if it did have the C-SPAN, I don't know how much of it I would watch. <laughs> Speaking of which, you know when you... Uh, I hope you get this, like where you live, if you're in the United States. Forgive me for not exactly understanding all the voting uh, 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 things that, uh, that happened in England and other places where people are listening. But, uh, but at least where I live here in the Pacific Northwest, uh, uh, before Election Day, we get, we get a nonpartisan like voter pamphlet uh, that explains the initiatives and referendums and also has information submitted by, by all the candidates, and, and you can read all about them. Uh, there, there was one person uh, running, running for Congress, and, and I'm shocked they didn't win. Uh, but, but, but his resume, uh, why he thought he was qualified uh, to be a, a congressperson, was, 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 was he's, he's watched, he's watched over 20,000 hours or something of C-SPAN, like, like he dropped a number on the, or like, or like, I, maybe it was years, been watching C-SPAN straight for 25 years, and apparently he's hosted over a thousand political podcasts. Really? Really? Okay, you bet. All, you know, I would love to tell you, almost got my vote, but uh, but somehow that astute political resume wasn't wasn't quite enough for me to uh, take my pen and fill in the tiny circle very very carefully for that guy. I mean, he's hosted over a thousand political podcasts. I thought I got some really really good news in the mail yesterday. I thought I got some great news, you know. 
It's only a few days after my birthday. You never know what you're going to find in your mailbox uh, a few days after your birthday. Yesterday, I thought I got a, a couple things that were going to be that were going to be real exciting. I, I just got two letters. Uh, uh, the first one says, "Congratulations, your hard work is paid off." I'm like, "Holy shit! Yeah, so someone gets it. Someone, someone sees me on the yoga mat with Adrian. Someone sees me do a cardio while Fish B is just rolling out of bed, smoking weed, eating carrot cake, and saying, "Fuck it, let's make a podcast." You know, so someone sees you like, "Congratulations, your hard work is paid off." And of course, that was uh, just an offer for a for for a credit card. I didn't want, um, although although it did remind me, I've gone I've gone by a few names uh, in my life. I've I've uh, I've been known as Brian, uh, college radio. There was there was Bob Green uh, over in Seattle. There were there, there were the DJW No Name Ears, and uh, as I'm known in strip clubs the world over, uh, Lee M Cardholder. So, it, uh, it, remi- it, remi- it reminded me of that. It reminded me of that. Oh, is, is Lee back? Yes, yes, Lee is here. You got a name, Sexy? It doesn't matter what my name is. As far as you're concerned and every other motherfucker in here, we all have the same name. Lee M. Cardholder. Jasmine, next on the main stage. I should probably write a short letter to my local uh, adult exotic cabaret and saying, hey, um, just in case this podcast thing uh, doesn't work out, which of course it will, of course it will, podcast or body bag. But maybe, maybe if we don't want the, the body bag option, if we, if we don't want to be that morose, maybe I should, maybe I should write a letter to my local exotic cabaret and uh, and ask them if I can uh, if they can train me to be, be to be world's best uh, exotic cabaret professional disc jockey and microphone man probably wouldn't be very uh, probably wouldn't be very good at that you know when I was when I was doing college radio like a million years ago like when I very first kind of started this this dream I had a part-time job that that was just terrible, just terrible, for like a uh, for like a mobile a DJ company, and I'm so just technically inept that inevitably I w- I would go to things like like weddings or, or company parties or or even high school dances, and 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 not know how to set up the equipment, and then the event would start late and I would feel terrible. It was it was too much pressure, you know. I mean, and if if that's too much pressure, imagine imagine how po- Operation Podcaster Body Bag is going. So that job didn't last long. So then I ended up getting a job because of because of that experience, which I did a terrible job at. <laughs> but but I was doing the college radio thing. I actually got a job. At, uh, at at the local exotic cabaret in Tacoma, Washington, this uh, this chain joint called uh, called Deja Vu, 
and uh, and they were training me. It, it's very, at least at the time, it was very busy, very popular. And they uh, and they started uh, they started training me, you know, to be to be one day uh, world's best professional disc, disc jockey and mic man at the cabaret. And uh, yeah, I sucked at that. I I sucked at that. It uh, they they. they, they they like uh, put me on the mic a couple times. Didn't really, didn't, didn't, didn't really work out. I was just doing like a cliche impersonation of all the of all the cabaret mic folks that I'd heard prior, and uh, uh, it, it sounded as uh, suboptimal and as subpar as uh, as you would imagine. No, no one made any money uh, on that mic spitting. Tell you that, and then and then after three days, like I, like I, I, I couldn't even go back, like. Everyone was just kind of on edge. It was just one of those places where you ever been in a bar, like right before violence breaks out, you can kind of just you can kind of just feel the tension in there. Like it just, I don't know. Part of that's my own kind of interior uh, quirkiness. But that happened. The other thing I got in the mail, I I totally forgot where I was uh, where I was going with this was um was an invitation. You've heard of uh, like poet laureates, like like each, a lot of cities and states have them, like the United States of America, like we have a national poet laureate. I forget the young lady's name, but she's a poet. We got this invitation about becoming uh, the podcast laureate of Fort Lauderdale. And I've heard of a poet laureate, but never a podcast laureate. I didn't, I didn't know this was a thing. And so I opened it, and uh, and it wasn't it wasn't addressed to me to be podcast laureate to Fort Lauderdale, which is a title I think we're going to one day hold. I, is there a belt? I sure as fuck hope so. Uh, they're also uh, it it was it wasn't addressed it wasn't addressed to Fish B. You know you know who uh, you know who they're inquiring about. It wasn't an offer. It was it was an inquiry. See see if they're interested. Super Gladys Wonder Kitty. She doesn't even sit on my lap while I'm doing the show. Any other time, she's 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 all about that lap, as if as if she knows I used to be known as Liam Cardholder. Imagine the greatest tease uh, you've ever heard in your life, right here. Like truly, just an electric bananas. Like you're definitely coming back on uh, on Monday, Monday through Thursday. Uh, this is our thing. Be safe this weekend. If you can't be safe, at least be lucky. Remember, we love you. Say adios, Fishby. <laughs>